Greetings, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode four of Teaching Tales. Once again, I am Brent Coley, your host, and with me today, I am thrilled to join, to have joined me, Lisa Dabbs, the awesome, incredible Lisa Dabbs. Lisa, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me today. Hey, Brett. I'm excited to be here. I love the whole idea of you doing some amazing podcasts as a school principal because, you know, I'm a former school principal, so my heart is kind of in two places. But it's really my privilege and uh, honor to be here with you today on your program. Thank you. Thank you. No, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I used to podcast with my students when I taught fifth grade. And people say, what, is, what do you miss? What, like, what do you miss the most? But I can tell you, podcasting was one of the things that I really missed. So when I came up with the idea of sharing stories, I've, I've got to tell you, I only started this a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm having such a good time. But I'm not going to quit my day job. Not quitting my day job. Because uh, I, like, I love that, too. So this is like a, a, nice, a nice hobby on the side. But Lisa, for, for listeners who may not be familiar, I know, I know you, you're big on Twitter, and a lot of people may know you. But if, if anyone's listening and doesn't know, who is Lisa Dabbs? What, what is kind of your background as an educator? Sure. Okay, I'm happy to share, Brent. Uh, I come from a family of educators, and really my dedication to education comes from my grandma, who was um, graduated from UCLA, um, cum laude, and um, she was just an extraordinary woman. She spoke five languages. She was a high school um, language teacher. She was an adjunct professor. And she really is the inspiration for everything I do, even though uh, my parents are educators, my father was a principal, uncle was a principal, my mother was a teacher, my auntie was a teacher. But she really Brent, was the pioneer in terms of uh, bringing education into our lives. And she was an immigrant. She came across the border at 16 and um, had a brilliant mind. She was recognized by a teacher to have wow. this brilliant mind. That teacher dressed her up sent her to UCLA and the rest is history. So uh, oh. coming from that, yeah, coming from that educational background, I was inspired as a young woman to, to become an educator. And of course I did. And then I decided I wanted to be the first principal in the family. And I was first female principal and I was, and I am, and that's the end of it. None of my other uh, siblings wanted to follow me. I have two <laughs> sisters. They said, you're crazy. We're never doing that. Uh, and then I, I really, uh, Brent enjoyed those um, really 19 years of administration. And then I had an opportunity to leave the principalship to become a consultant with Kaplan Educational Corporation, and I did that. But then I found myself in a place where I really needed to invent myself. I really needed to reinvent what I was doing and thinking. And so after having served for years and worked with uh, many new teachers and hired many new teachers, I decided that this thing called Twitter and the power that it had in social media to connect people was something that I had to get into. So after several years, actually about a year of being on Twitter, I launched New Teacher Chat because it's really my desire, Brent, to serve the new and free servers mm. um, teaching community. And I have done that for almost seven years on the chat. And uh, I will let you know and your audience know, I recently retired the weekly chat and we're gonna be moving into a monthly live event. So just a little heads up on that. But years I did it, I really enjoyed it. I got a, a, a great deal of positive feedback from it. And then 
um, most recently, over the last two years, I'm now um, an author um, and an adjunct professor. So I, I'm really enjoying, which I never thought I would, teaching adults. So now I actually teach pre-service teachers. And um, as I do that, I forage into the realm of math because I teach math for young children in a child development program um, at the University of Laverne. But I incorporate many things beyond just the curriculum piece. So incorporating social media, which of course, you know I love, I know you love that. And also incorporate the many aspects of it because I am a blogger as you are, Brent. So mm -hmm. incorporating that. So that's um, me right now. And I'm working on my second book with a hack learning team. Excited for that. And um, again, just really honored to be here with you on your program. Well, that's, this is one of the reasons that I, I wanted to chat with you because in seeing so much that you have do that you have done and continue to do in the area of collaboration and supporting new teachers, I think every teacher out there, if you think back to those that first year of teaching where it's just yep. treading water, trying to stay, yes. I mean, like, oh my gosh, we don't even know what we don't know type thing. And I mean, when I started teaching in 96, there was no Twitter, there was no online collaboration. That's there right. really, I mean, there was barely. So, yeah, when, 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 when we talked before, right. before recording, I went, well, well what, kind of share, what kind of stories do you want to share? And you talked about collaboration. So, and you mentioned that, that you're, reading, you're reading a book and, and it kind of sparked an idea. Tell, tell, us, tell our listeners kind of what, what you were thinking about that. Awesome. I'd love to. You know, um, Brent, one of the things, and I'll repeat this again, that was really cute um, that one of my older, my older son said, um, and he, he is now 30, is when I decided to leave the principalship and become a consultant, he said to me, you know, Mom, you're really reinventing yourself. And so when he said that I had reinvented myself, I said, you know what, that's a really cool thing. You're absolutely right. And now, Brent, actually, probably, what, six years down the road, I still feel like I'm in this process of reinvention. So I came upon this great book that was recommended to me by one of my good friends, Kathy Perrette. She's actually the uh, founder of EduCoach. She said, Lisa, have you heard about this book? And the book is called Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived, Joyful Life. And it's written by two professors at Stanford. And you can find about, you can find all about the insights about this book. And they have a website for it, Brent. And it's at designingyour.life. And part of their precepts in the book, because they are engineers, they're design thinkers, kids line up around Stanford to take this class, is that <clears throat> at any place, at any time, you have the right to design your life. And you have the right to redesign it. And too many times, kids get funneled into a, a place or a career out of high school that they really don't want to do. Mm -hmm. They end up at Stanford, supposedly working on a marine biology degree, and decide that they don't really like that. They have no desire to work with animals. And so they're, they're yeah, it's, it's really, really amazing. But as you go through the book, the book is based on five mindsets, which of course, you know, we love that, right? We love mindset. talking about mindsets. Absolutely. Right? Math mindsets, mindsets, mm -hmm. period. And one of the mindsets, Brent, is that you need to be able to design your life around radical collaboration. 
And I love that concept because they talk about bringing in folks outside of your field. So for example, if, if as I go forward to really look at reinventing myself once again, I would pull in maybe an artist, maybe a life coach, maybe an engineer, maybe a, a singer songwriter to look at the kinds of things that I want to do with my life. But it got me thinking about what we've been doing, Brent, over the last many years. Those of us who have pioneered the educational aspects of Twitter. Mm. And it made me think about the fact that without collaboration, we really can't do, be, or become, or support the educational community the way that we want to. Well, exactly. Because as we were saying before we started recording, it's not what it used to be. Whereas now, I've said this in, in I've done Twitter sessions and trying to get people, educators, hooked. And, and I don't even say hooked because that makes it sound like we're, we're tricking them. <laughs> fish, fish are tricked into baiting the hook. Trying to, to convince them that this is something that can radically improve your practice because yep. no longer does professional development have to take place face-to-face, exactly. across the table, sitting and listening to a speaker at a Q conference or anything like that. Collaboration is now, it's global and it's, and it's instantaneous. Um, George, George Koros, I found on Twitter and I use it in one of my presentations. One of his quotes was, what if every teacher tweeted one thing a day that they did in their classroom to a school hashtag and then they took five minutes out of their day to read each other's tweets. Absolutely. What, and what impact would that have on learning and school culture? I mean, five minutes a day. And, and we all say, oh, I don't have enough time. Five minutes a day. We all have five minutes. And, and just if, you, if we stop and think about that, if everyone took five minutes a day and, and tweeted something out, I, I like to say right now, Somebody, because I've tried to get my teachers at, at my staff sure. into Twitter because I like, I like to say right now, someone in the world is searching online for what you have. Exactly. I mean, don't, do you agree with that? I mean, there's somebody right now searching. They're, they're online. They're on Google typing in a search looking for something that, that you possess, that I possess, that my first grade teacher, that my kindergarten teacher, that my attendance clerk that they all possess, why aren't we sharing that? And Twitter's a great way to do that. Absolutely. And you know, Brent, I'm just a teeny tiny bit older than you. So when I became a teacher, <laughs> dude, we were locked in our classrooms. But let's fast forward 25 years, we're still locked in our classrooms. Mm -hmm. And the power of collaboration as we know it when we talk about projects with children and how many of us are loving project-based learning and how many of us, you know, dare I say it, had to muddle through a, a group project. I mean, I remember both <laughs> of my boys saying, mom, why do I have to do this? And I was like, just be quiet and make it happen. But we know so much more now that about the power of collaboration and about those mundane group projects as my boys would call them back in the day. And had I known more as their mom, I would have been able to do more to really ignite the idea of, well, what about this and well, what about that? But we know now that if we're going to give something to our students to work on and to do, and we haven't done it ourselves, 
that's really hypocritical, Brent. Really hypocritical. Oh, amen. Well, think about what, what you and I are, are doing right now. Exactly. We're, we're not in the same room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are miles apart over a Google Hangout recording this podcast. Yes. Last episode with Bill Selleck. We were even more miles apart recording over the internet. And, and again, every time I, I share on something like this, I always like to give a shout out to Tony Vincent. Are you familiar with Tony, Lisa? I love Tony. Tony. He is amazing. Tony, if you are listening, Tony, I want to have you on my podcast. Okay. I, I would love to share a story and I, and I've reached out to him and that is my goal to hopefully get Tony. But Tony is, I like to call, he's my virtual mentor because yes. so much of what I did as a classroom teacher, Aww. so much of my classroom website, so much of so many things I was able to incorporate into my practice because Tony shared those online via his website. Yes. And, and I mean, he podcasted with students. He got me podcasting with students. Yep. I am on Twitter because in February of 2009, Tony Vincent, via a podcast, via an online show, asked me, Brent, are you on Twitter? And I wow. said, no. And, he, and it was like gasping. <gasps> what do you mean? You're, so I'm on it, and it's completely, yep. it's completely changed my career. And, and here's the thing that I want to point out to listeners. If you're not on Twitter, going back to Tony, I have never met Tony. I have never been in the same room as Tony. To my knowledge, yes, to my knowledge, I've never been in the same state at the same time <laughs> as Tony. I don't know. Yet, through the power of the internet and online collaboration, he's completely changed my practice. Wow. So in the same wow. way that you are doing and have done over, you, did you say seven years for the new teacher chat? Yes, we launched in May um, on uh, Day of the Teacher in 2010. <clears throat> so this may would have been seven years. So I kind of count it as seven years. Sure. We're almost Close. there. But Close enough. Right, absolutely. I mean, uh, I just have to give a shout out to two of my very favorite friends, um, Alice Keeler and, um, uh, you know, and Bill Selleck. I mean, dude, they are amazing. I've presented with both of them. We've chatted, had coffee, gone to dinner. And their collaborative spirit is one that I, I just adore. So I'm so glad you had Bill on. And hopefully we can get Alice to agree to join you as well. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, great. the power of the collaboration and the way we've sat down, jotted ideas down while we're having a dinner somewhere, um, it's just amazing. And I met both of them on Twitter. On Twitter. There, there it is. And and I wanted I wanted to share probably the most powerful story of sharing that I have been, that has personally affected me. When I was teaching fifth grade, um, I, I used to do something when I taught social studies, I called them flow charts. And it was basically a visual note-taking strategy where I would take the story of Christopher Columbus discovering the new world, for example, and we would break that story into parts. I've got this on my website under the resources page on brentcoy.com. If anyone is interested, you can see pictures of what I'm talking about. But you would take the story and you would break it into the way that, that uh, somebody would storyboard a movie. This happened first, then this happened second. But the kids would take, they would write a sentence, but they would draw a picture to accompany yes. that sentence. And it really helped them remember what was going on in the story. 
I put those story maps, excuse me, those flow charts onto my website, my classroom website at mrcoley.com for my students. I wasn't even intending to share it with the world. I put it online for my students so they could study at home if they left their, their notes at school in their desk. But then one day, I got an email. And this is what the email said. It said, Brent, I thought you should know that today you managed to touch the lives of 18 students here in Alabama. Last night, I stumbled across your website and noticed your social studies flowchart on Columbus. Coincidentally, this just happens to be the lesson we are on. So I thought I would give it a shot with my kids. Today is the first day my children enjoyed social studies. Oh my God. Today was the first day my students comprehended anything written in all caps having to do with social studies. I just thought you would like to know you made a difference in the lives of 18 children today, even though we're almost a continent away. Oh, Brad, that Isn't is that amazing? powerful. And I, and, I, and I don't share that like, wow, look at this great note-taking strategy. That's not what, I, that's not what this is about. No. The point is, I did something, yes. and I shared it. Yep. I put it on my website, and I, didn't, and I wasn't even trying to reach that teacher in Alabama. Kind of, kind of going back to the whole, somebody right now is online searching for what you have. And yep. that teacher that night was online searching for something that, fortunately, she found it, and it made a difference in her class. Going back to George Koros's thing, what if everybody did that? Exactly. If everybody shared because everybody from a from a first year teacher to a thirty fifth year teacher, oh yeah, has something to share. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, well, Lisa, thank you. <laughs> this was <laughs> I've been looking forward to this since since I first touched base with you and you and you agreed to come on. This has been. Uh, a very, very enjoyable chat, and um, I am excited to see what you're going to continue to do and try to get in some of those uh, live, live. give us some details, if you would, while we close on what your new teacher chat is morphing into. Sure. Well, I really wanted to give credit to uh, my very good friend, Shelly Terrell, uh, Brent, because she really was a powerful collaborator for me in the initiation of New Teacher Chat. You know, she is the founder of EdChat, uh, along with Tom Whitby and Steven Anderson. And I reached out to her at the beginning of 2010 when she was still living in Germany. And I just had met her on Twitter, Brent, in October of 2009. Hmm. And she helped me do a radical collaboration across the world to build New Teacher Chat. Because I said, Shelly, I wanna make sure that my chat has all the components, all the elements, that EdChat has, and literally we met over Skype, because there wasn't a Google Hangout, for four hours, Brent, and that was the beginning, that was the chat, the collaboration that launched an amazing friendship. I just adore Shelly, she's been in my home, I've been at hers, can't wait to see her at ISTE. But, you know, in time, um, as we look at um, the ideas that um, the professors with Stanford share, with regard to designing your life or designing your career or designing anything, and we use those elements of design thinking, I've reached a point where I want to redesign the idea of New Teacher Chat. 
I've been so blessed, Brent, to reach thousands of new teachers literally all across the world. Mm-hmm. My hashtag, pound NT chat, founded by me, used internationally. And so it's beginning to be, um, for me, uh, the idea that I need to redesign the way that I'm reaching new and pre-service teachers. So the way that it's going to be actually designed and, and morphed into, Brent, to use your word, is an event. So rather than the weekly or the bi-weekly chat that I've been leading um, for almost seven years, it's going to move to an event that's going to be live. Now, you know the power of video. Yep. We've learned this over the years. In fact, they did a great presentation with Bill Selleck at Q a few years back on the power of video in the classroom. That's for another podcast. You should get <laughs> Bill and I on together. Anyway, that would be great. That would be great, wouldn't it? Okay, but um, my point in saying that is that we can always redesign something, but Brent, to work in isolation, it's just not appropriate. So I'm going to be working with some folks that I'm not going to mention right now to redesign the way that we uh, launch new teacher chat in a way that reaches out to the population that we know, many of them being uh, millennials, many of them, again, loving video, and a way that they can be reached on um, Snapchat, on Instagram Live, and on Facebook Live. So it would be an event once a month with an author, a blogger, a speaker, literally folks from around the world that have a heart for new and pre-service teachers. Mm -hmm. Really, really special where we'd get sponsorship, we give away something cool at the end of the, the event. And so that's the direction that we're moving to really becoming a live video event once a month that new and pre-service teachers can join us. And eventually, Brent, my desire would be to begin to interview new and pre-service teachers to really have them talk to an international and national audience about their thoughts, their dreams, their desires. Because, you know, my thing is I want new teachers not to just survive. I want them to thrive. Oh, amen! What a great, what a great, what a great finishing line there. No, that's Yay. that's exactly. And again, I wish, wish I would have had something like this twenty years ago. So, so Lisa, where can where can listeners find you on Twitter? They can find me at Teach with Soul, and you can find me at lisadabs.com. Fantastic, Lisa. Once again, thank you so much. I. Did not disappoint. I was so looking forward to this chat with you. Uh, I hope our listeners got something out of it. I know I did. So even if they didn't, I got something out of it, right? So And we collaborated. And we collaborated and we're miles apart. How about that? So, well, thank, thank you again. And listeners, uh, if you're listening, mom and dad, thank you so much for listening. Greg, my brother, thank you for listening. Uh, and hopefully we have more than just that. If you found us, thank you so much. Again, you can listen on my website at brentcoley.com on the podcast page there. You can subscribe in iTunes and Google Play. Here, Please leave a review. We would appreciate it. Thank you so much. In our next episode, I'm going to be interviewing, in episode five, I'm going to be interviewing the superintendent of my school district. We're going to chat about meeting the needs of all learners. It is going to be an awesome broadcast. So look forward to that. Once again, thanks everyone for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you next time.